0: Empire Welcome to a Super Bowl edition of Inside the Cap I'm your host Joel Corey You can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel C-O-R-R-Y J-O-E-L, and also read my regular cbssports.com column agent's take on contract and salary cap matters. Uh, first thing we're going to talk about today is looking at uh, high-end contracts in the NBA and NFL, looking at how Patrick Mahomes' contract, highest paid player, And football compares to Giannis Antetokounmpo's contract, the highest paid player in the NBA. And I'm not going to say his last name again throughout this podcast. I'm just going to either call him Giannis or the Greek Freak, his nickname, because that last name is a mouthful. Patrick Mahomes, over the summer, um, signed the richest uh, contract in North American team sports history. 10-year, uh, $450 million contract extension worth up to $475 million with incentives. The incentives start in the first year, new year, 2022. There's $1.25 million each year for the Chiefs advancing to the AFC Championship game, uh, provided Mahomes plays either 50% of the plays in the regular season or in the AFC Championship game, at least 50%. And also $1.25 million for being league MVP. Patrick Mahomes is not going to be league MVP 10 years in a row. He won't be league MVP this year. So that's how you get to the There's $2.5 million of incentives each year. That's how you get to the $475 million max total of new money. Now, in the middle of December, Giannis signed a fully guaranteed five-year million contract extension. Now, first let's talk about some of the differences between NBA and NFL contracts. The most significant difference is that in the NBA fully guaranteed contracts are the norm. All the guys who are at the top end of the pay scale fully guaranteed contracts. In the NFL, Kirk Cousins, the only veteran who has signed a fully guaranteed contract. That was when he left the uh, Redskins for the Vikings in free agency uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, three years, $84 million was fully guaranteed. The most money fully guaranteed in an NFL contract. Matt Ryan's five-year, $150 million extension, which made him the first $30 million per year player in the NFL, $94.5 million fully guaranteed. That's... Is a major difference between the two sports and how their contracts work. Since contracts aren't fully guaranteed, and historically you go back to the beginning of the football salary cap, the only guaranteed money was signing bonus, which can get prorated over the life of a contract up to a maximum of five years. Uh, big signing bonus, which teams have gotten away from and started doing. A mix of signing bonus and yearly salary guarantees. The big signing bonus acts as deterrent from the team cutting a player in the early years because the proration of the uh, signing bonus in most cases would accelerate in the team's um, current salary cap upon release. In the NBA, you have strict limitations on how long a contract can be, uh, how much a The annual salary increases can be, and there are salary maximums. There are no salary maximums in the NFL. In the NBA, you couldn't do the type of contract Patrick Mahomes did. It's 10 years. That's too long. You can't go 10 years in the NBA. Um, When I was working for, still doing consulting for our former boss, Leonard Armada, who represented Shaq, um, helping him. Shaq's free agency uh, to leave um, Orlando for the Lakers. The max contract length was seven years in the NBA. Um, Now it's been shortened. Um, The standard is that you can have a four-year contract and a 5% annual raise um, each year. But under certain instances you can um, have an annual 8% raise and also um, be under contract for five new years. Now that's because the NBA is trying to encourage teams to uh, players to stay with their own team. Also, um, with the salary maximums, how they work: if you have zero to six years of service, it's 25 percent of the salary cap. Um, 79 years of service, it's 30 to 35 percent. 30 30 percent of the salary cap. 10 plus years of service, it is 35 uh, percent of the salary cap. And with Giannis's case, he's getting 35 percent of the salary cap when the extension kicks in next season, even though he is in his eighth NBA season, because you can qualify for a higher maximum, and he's done that by his performance, and he signed what's called a Supermax contract. That's because if you are MVP in any season, any, any of the previous three seasons, earned either All-NBA Honors, Defensive Player of the Year in the previous season, or two of the previous three seasons, then you can... um go up a tier in terms of your max salary. Uh, So what Giannis did was sign what's called a designated veteran player extension. And he qualified because he did all those things. So it's 35% of the cap um, for next year. In the NFL contracts, the signing bonus, the new money gets allocated some of it over the remaining years of a contract. Mahomes has two years left. In the NBA, you tack on the new money, the extension begins when the old contract ends. So Giannis isn't getting any more new money uh, this year. So it's like 27.8 this year. No, 27.5 under his uh, old contract, the final year of it. He's making the 27.528 million this year. Then next year, his starting salary projects to 39.344 million in the first year of the deal, um, of the new deal. The salary cap projects to $112.4 million um, next year. Uh, how Mechanically, how these work is if the salary salary cap is higher or lower than expected, then the uh, contract gets adjusted. The uh, yearly, uh, the 35% amount would get adjusted. So the cap comes in higher. It's going to be more than the point, $39.344 million in the first year. If it's uh, lower than... That number gets adjusted downward, and that affects every other year, because the raises are five percent of the first year salary, or eight percent of the first year salary, depending upon if you're staying for the same team or switching teams. Giannis is switching teams. I mean, staying for the same team, so he's getting the eight percent raise um, for his contract. And that's going to equate to every year's salary is going to go up $3,147,597. $3, um, it's going to run through the 25-26 season, whereas Patrick Mahomes with the 10-year deal is under contract through uh, 2031. Now, the average for Giannis over the five years is a little higher than uh, Mahomes. Mahomes is 45 in new money. Giannis is at 4564 and new money. Mahomes uh, signed that unique contract, and the only reason that you would sign the long deal is because he's got some unique uh, features in his contract that typically don't exist in really long deals. And you really don't see the type of deal he did in the NFL um, anymore. You did have some quarterbacks in the early 2000s, um, signed really long contracts. The longest contract besides his is the eight-year extension Tyron Smith did in 2014, but nobody's really signing that long. Um, the conventional quarterback deal um, in recent years has been four new years being added. Um, Matt Ryan, the exception, added five new years. So uh, that's what Deshaun Watson did, added four new years, signed with two years left on his rookie contract, just like Mahomes, but four new years is what he gave up. Most of Uh, Mahomes' compensation each year is in these big unsecured roster bonuses um, that become fully guaranteed at least a year early. Like in 2027, um, that's when he has his biggest roster bonus. It's $49.4 million um, roster bonus on the third day of the league year. It's got a $10 million base salary and a $550,000 workout bonus. That roster bonus becomes fully guaranteed on the third day of the 2026 year, a year early. So, um, and then on the third day in 2027, the base salary and workout bonus, the 10.55, uh, become uh, fully guaranteed. So they basically have to buy him out by paying $49.4 million to exit the deal in 2027 before the 10.555 became uh, fully guaranteed. So that that's really makes his contract unique. So it's going to be hard for the him not to get most of the money in his deal. He's basically... Traded out most of his career, given that this contract runs longer than the uh, new CBA that was ratified last March. Uh, but if you look at the uh, the most apples and apples comparison you can do between Mahomes and Giannis's contract is to look at where they are in their first new years, second new year, third new year, fourth new year, fifth new year, the common year, new years of the contract. For Giannis, his first new year is next year, 2021-2022 season. For Mahomes, it's 2022. So, in terms of new money through the first new year, just not going actual year, but first new year, Mahomes is at $35.4 million, Giannis, 39 Cumulatively, after two new years, Mahomes is at seventy five point nine. million, Giannis is at $81.37 uh, million. Third new year, Mahomes 113.85 million, Giannis 127.477 million. Through the fourth new year, um, Patrick Mahomes at 155.8 million, Giannis 176.265 million. Through the fifth new year, uh, Mahomes 197.75 million, Giannis at 228.5. At that point, Mahomes' contract. Uh, the new money average is 39.55 million, where Giannis is at 45.64. That's because um, Mahomes' contract is backloaded. He's got basically 44% of his money, new money, through the first five new years, and 56% of the new money through the uh, final five new years. He's got 252.25 million in those last five years. So those last five years average 50.45 million. Now, what type of contract would Giannis sign? When, he, when his contract is up or when he's eligible. Um, in, or, in the NBA, there are more strict type of rules in terms of when you can sign an extension. There ha- it's, it's the earliest Giannis can do it is a third anniversary from when he signs this extension. So that would be two years into the new years, after two new years. And then he could tack on two more years because he'd have three years left and he could tack on two, be under contract for five years But let's say hypothetically Giannis waits and does what he did this time. In the final year of the contract, he does an extension. And we're going to do some speculating here just because we don't know what the NBA landscape is going to look like then. The CBA runs out after the 2023-2024 season, I believe. And we're assuming that the uh, CBA isn't going to be dramatically different and the rules are going to carry over um, like they have from previous CBAs, maybe they'd be tweaked a little bit, but assuming that the CBA in place at that time um, isn't going to be substantially different from this one under CBA rules right now, um, Giannis's worst case scenario would be adding for a 26, 27 year. Say he does a four year extension, then would be a five percent raise of that of his last year salary in. In his, in his extension. So he's supposed to make uh, $51.935 million in 2025-26. Uh, so that 5% raise is going to put his salary at $54.532 million, And then he can go up 8% off of that number in successive years, which would be $4.362 million. So he could sign a four-year extension running through the 2029-30 season that's going to total... Two hundred and forty-four point three million dollars. That deal is going to average basically sixty-one point oh seven five million. So Giannis is going to be better off as long as he keeps being a great player. He'll be uh, on the cusp being thirty-one when he would sign this extension that we're talking about. So over those nine seasons, the, uh, Giannis would make four hundred and seventy-two point five million. We're talking twenty twenty-one, the twenty twenty-one twenty-two season through the twenty-nine. 29- 30 season and Mahomes' first new money in the first new contract years is $397.55 million. So I think you still want to be a basketball player over a football player. And if you're an agent, you want to be a basketball agent over a football agent just because you can charge 4% as a max fee. NFL, 3% of the max fee. Right now in the NBA, we only have one player we only in the NFL we only have one forty million dollar per year player that's gonna change is Patrick Mahomes at 45 million per year in the NBA. We have nine guys who are making forty million per more on a contract that they've signed. So Mahomes bridges the gap between NFL NBA money, but still NBA money much different than NFL money Primary, pri, the primary difference, fully guaranteed contracts versus contracts which become a series of one-year team options once the guaranteed money runs out in the typical contract, high-end contract, usually after the third year, maybe the fourth year. The other thing we're going to explore today is looking at the two Super Bowl participants, the Buccaneers and the Chiefs and see how they are allocating um salary cap resources for the key contributors um on each team. Um there's more than one way to skin a cat so to speak in terms of um assembling a roster uh under the salary cap, one that is a contending for a contending team. Um the ideal way is amassing a lot of talent with a low-cost rookie quarterback. I'd say the prime example of that was the Seahawks when Russell Wilson was on his rookie contract. That's when they had the most talent. They haven't gotten back to a Super Bowl since Russell Wilson's been on high-priced veteran extension contracts. The Chiefs are along those lines because Patrick Mahomes, although he signed the big extension, cap number is really low this year. We'll get that in a little bit. Um, but they've been able to amass talent um, in that, that way because of that reason. This year's salary cap is $198.2 million, but there's something called an adjusted salary cap, which um, means each team's salary cap is usually different from what the league-wide cap is because unused cap room can be carried over from one year to the next, and there are other adjustments mainly because of likely-to-be-earned incentives uh, that weren't earned and not likely-to-be-earned incentives that were earned, which can change what the actual uh, cap room is. Only uh two teams, Browns and Colts have bigger adjusted salary caps than the um Chiefs this year. Chiefs are 223.019 um, million. League wide average is 210.8475. The Buccaneers adjusted salary cap is right around the league league average, a little less than that. There's is 204.784 million. Now uh, the Chiefs had the third most salary cap expenditures this year, um, 217.922 million. League-wide cap 198, so that just a salary cap gave them a lot more room to play with. League-wide average in terms of expenditures is just a shade under 201 million, so just a little more than the league-wide cap. The Buccaneers coming at 202 million. Now, if you look at how they're on a Overview on how the two teams are allocating the money. The Chiefs are pretty even offense defense, not much to, uh, discrepancy. Eighty seven point eight two million offense, eighty eight point one seven million defense. Tampa Bay, they're really heavily weighted offense ninety one point five million offense seventy eight point five million defense. And now by key contributors, are not including special special teams. They're separate. We've got. For the key contributors, um, both teams have uh, 16 players on defense. And on the offensive side of the ball, um, Chiefs, we're talking 15 players, and for the Bucks, 14 players. We're basically the same number of players, but a little bit different allocations. Uh, quarterback, big difference. Tampa, Tampa Bay signing Tom Brady um, away from the Patriots after his 20 years there uh, when he was in free agency. Two-year, $50 million contract. Worth up to fifty-nine million dollars through incentives. They use the pay-as-you-go contract model, which is what Tampa does. That's something they started under Mark Dominick when he was GM, um, and then Reggie McKenzie had been was doing that with the Raiders when he was the GM. Where under a pay-as-you-go model, your cap and salary cap numbers are the same because there's no signing bonus. You give a roster bonus and base salary guarantees, and if you don't restructure the contracts once the guarantees run out you got a lot of flexibility in terms of what you can do in terms of cutting somebody because there'd be zero dead money cap charges for players no longer on the roster under this model Tampa used this model with Brady so uh, cap number and that and the cap numbers are including the uh, money earned for the daily workout program so his is just a shade over 25 million Holmes' cap number is basically the same as what it would be under his rookie contract if he played it out instead of signing the deal. That was designed on purpose. He got a $10 million signing bonus and then chopped his base salary down to his league minimum $825,000. There's the bonus proration still re- for this year from his rookie contract, but his cap number is $5.34 million. So basically the Chiefs are still operating under a low-cost quarterback even though he signed the extension. He's getting $6 million of new money over the two remaining years of his contract extension, which is absurdly low. But you're talking teams, at least from the quarterback level, going two different directions. Now, neither team has any money in running backs, and I wouldn't put money in running backs either if um, I try not to because you can find them in the draft. I'd go with the model that I'm going to have a rookie running back or a guy with low mileage – On a rookie contract, then go from there. Now, in terms of the uh, running backs, Bucks basically 4.4 million, Chiefs 2.6 million. Um, Leonard Fournette's got the biggest cap hit for a running back um, for the deal that he signed after he got cut by the Jags um, at the uh, roster cutdown. His cap number is 2.5. One-year, two million dollar deal worth up to 3.5 million dollars in incentives. Ronald Jones' cap number is like 1.997 uh, million. So that's where, one, I mean, 1.28 million, I should say. Uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire's cap number is 1.97 million. The Chiefs took him last pick of the first round. So uh, running back, no money. Receivers, different story. Tampa makes a bigger allocation receivers than a running back. But the Chiefs, that's where they put the bulk of their money. In terms of their wide receivers, 36.46 million dollars in cap charges versus 12.447 for the Buccaneers. Sammy Watkins has a huge, huge cap number. His is like 15.8, and that's after him taking a pay cut. He chopped his salary down to 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 stay put. That um, he cut five million dollars, took a five million dollar pay cut, had the ability to make 16 million um, through incentives instead of making the 14 he was going to make didn't earn any incentives cuz he was hurt part of the year but you got him at 15.879 and you got Tyreek Hill at 17.74 is their main cap charges at receiver and those are the third and fifth highest receiver cap charges this year then that's a big chunk of where their cap resources have gone offensively Tampa's got better receivers i like their their trio and then if you throw make it a quartet the speedster Scotty Miller in there who would probably lose to Tariq Hill if they did race. But um, Mike Evans did a restructure. Um, they've done that a couple... I think they've done this for the third year in a row. Restructure his contract in some way, shape, or form. But his cap number is going to be up there Tyreek Tyree Hills. Um, he dropped it down to $8.394 million with a salary conversion, which created $9.562 um, million of cap room. Chris Godwin, um, he's in the last year of his rookie contract, earned the proven performance escalator that under the CBA, he he signed his deal under seventh round picks. So they played 35% or more in two out of the first three years, a cumulative 35% throughout the first three years. Then their um, fourth-year salary escalates to the lowest RFA tender. So his cap number is $2.338 million. And then um, Antonio Brown was signed um, after his eight game suspension for violating the personal conduct policy he was served that he's at a base value of a million, can make up to two million uh, 2.5 million through incentives. So that trio, you got, to me, Brown, who before he imploded in with the Raiders, was in that discussion with Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins best receiver in football. You add that to one of the better duos already, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, that's tremendous value. Less than $12.5 million cap charges for those three guys. Um, Sammy Watkins hasn't lived up to the contract that he signed um, in free agency a couple of years ago. Um, $16 million per year, and has had his moments, but that's really... Way above what a number two receiver makes. So, Brett Veach, the GM, said he'd like to have him back. And Watkins seems, at least publicly, somewhat receptive to not chasing every last dollar. So, we'll see if um, Sammy Watkins remains a a chief after the season, after the Super Bowl, since he will be headed for the open market. Tight end is interesting because you got Rob Gronkowski, who who arguably may be the best tight end in NFL history, and was what everyone aspired to be. Great blocker and receiver. And Travis Kelsey, who has done some things statistically nobody else has done. He keeps putting together back-to-back 1,000 yard receiving seasons for tight ends at an unheard of rate. No tight end has ever had, besides Dallas Clark, at least 100 catches, 1,000 receiving yards, and 10 receiving touchdowns in the same season. It's happened three times. Kelsey's done it twice, did it This year, when he uh, set the new single-season receiving record for tight ends of 1,416 yards. So, he's now the standard. Gronkowski came out of retirement, was traded from the um, Patriots to the Buccaneers because they still held his rights in retirement. Got a fourth-round pick the Patriots did for Gronkowski. And that reinstated the final year of that long extension he was unhappy with that he signed in 2012. The six-year, $54 million extension. Um, the contract told during retirement, so he was going to be in the last year of his contract had he played in 2019, so to the 2019 year became a 2020 contract year, and made $10 million this year. So his cap number is basically his salary. Now, Kelsey signed a four-year, $57.25 million extension, making him the second-highest paid tight end behind George Kittle, averages for, it averages 14312500 per year. It's an an extreme, extremely team-friendly structure. Don't get me started on why I think this is a lousy deal from a player-agent side. But he has the second-highest tight end cap number at $11.28 million. Zach Ertz had the largest this year. So the tight end charges are pretty similar. Now, in terms of offensive line, um, still pretty close um Buccaneers 35.33 million Chiefs 32.175 million unfortunately for the Chiefs where the bulk of their cap charges are won't be in the Super Bowl because injuries that you had um Eric Fisher tears Achilles against the Bills in the AFC Championship game and that's unfortunate on a lot of fronts one those edge rushers for the Buccaneers having backup tackles and one being Mike Rimmers who's moving from inside uh, guard to tackle. Last time he was in the Super Bowl was with the Panthers, and Von Miller feasted off of him and became MVP. Uh, so, you don't have your left tackle or your right tackle. Fisher, 2021, is his contract year. So, that is a double whammy for him. Misses a Super Bowl, and who knows when he comes back or if he plays at all in 2021. But, um, $15.231 million cap number. Um, Mitchell Schwartz, the right tackle, has been out for back injury since the middle of October. He might be the best right tackle in football. Um, $10.82 million is a cap number. The Buccaneers have three offensive linemen. The left side of the line, um, left tackle Donovan Smith, left guard Allie Mar- uh, Marpet, and center Ryan Jensen all making over $10 million um, per year. Donovan Smith has the biggest cap number among the three to, uh, to shade over fourteen point five million. So that's really offensive uh, cap charges. We got ninety, basically ninety one point five, just under for the uh, Buccaneers, and you got eighty seven point eight two one uh, for the Chiefs. Let's turn our attention to uh, the defensive uh, cap charges now. Um, Edge rusher, both teams put a lot of money into Edge rusher. Uh, you've got Frank Clark, fifth highest paid uh, cap number four in Edge rusher, at $19.3 million. Um, Bucks um, placed franchise tag on Shaq Barrett, $15.28 million um, tag. Um, he's going to be a free agent this year. We'll see if they tag him again. Jason Pierre Paul signed a two year, $25 million deal worth up to 27 million dollars with incentives. So we've got for um the Bucks almost 34 million in cap charges for the Chiefs 25.61 defensive tackle relatively even 14.684 for the Bucks 16.655 million for the Chiefs the Chiefs basically come from one person Chris Jones gave him a franchise tag for 16.126 million. He signed a four-year um, $80 million extension, or deal, not extension, right before the franchise tag deadline of July 15th. Cap number dropped to basically 15 million. Chiefs only team in the NFL with two $20 million per year defensive linemen or pass rushers. And Dominican has got the biggest uh, cap charge at $8 million for um, interior defensive linemen with the Bucks. One-year deal, eight million to come back for a second year of two million dollars in incentives. We got a tale of two different stories of linebacker. You've got um, the Bucks with 17.5 million dollars of cap charges. The Chiefs with 18.28. Chiefs aren't getting the bang for their buck. Anthony Hitchens is the linebacker with the biggest uh, cap charge, uh, 12.692500. But he's on the field was only on the field for 56% of the plays this year in the 14 games he started. Um, Levante David, Devin White, every down linebackers practically for the uh, Buccaneers. David's in the last year of his contract, which he signed, five-year extension he signed, which averages a shade over $10 million per year. $10.754 uh, million cap number. Uh, Devin White on his rookie deal, fifth overall pick in 2019, $6.759 million cap number. Uh, every down linebackers, those two. David... Did I only missed a handful of snaps. Played 99.34% of the plays. White was on the field for 93.23%. Cornerback, neither team has any money invested in cornerback. Tampa's top three corners, Carlton Davis, uh, Jamel Dean, Sean Murphy-Bunning, all on rookie contracts. Biggest cap charge among cornerbacks, Bashar Breeland on his one-year $3 million deal. Served a four-game suspension. Um at the beginning of the year, so he's only counting on the cap at $2.77 million. So no money at cornerback. Either team, young guys, Chiefs draft picks include 2024th round pick LeJar Sneed, who uh, made all, got all rookie honors. Safety, bucks still guys on rookie contracts, so that's a little bit different story. Whereas Tyron Matthew, highest cap charge in the NFL for safety. Uh, 16.33 million. Still tied as the fourth highest paid safety with Landon Collins. 14 million per year on the deal he signed in 2019 free agency. So, Taylor, two stories in terms of uh, safety position. Bucks have no money or cap charges in the secondary because all young guys. Special teams, uh, pretty close. 4.83 million. Chiefs, 4.41 million for the uh, Buccaneers. We got Ryan Suckup. Great bargain this year, signed a veteran veteran salary benefit contract which was at his league minimum salary of $1.05 million. Because of that, that, he counts on the cap at the second player league minimum of $750,000. Made over 90%, just over 90% of his um, field goal attempts this year. Harrison Butker, Chiefs were proactive with him in 2019 when he was an exclusive rights player. Signed him to a new deal for new money average of just over $4 million, 4.05, five million when he was scheduled to make $645,000. That's the difference that he's got a $3.195 million cap number. Now, last time we look at is dead money, which is salary cap charges for players who aren't on the roster. Not a lot of dead money for um, Tampa. for Tampa. Only one dead money charge over $1 million. That's Justin Evans. And Kansas City... Big, biggest dead charge comes from Eric Berry, who was released in March 2019 for post june one designation, so they could split the cap charge over two years. So the bonus proration from the remaining years hit in 2020. That's $8 million. $8 million cap charge for Eric Berry. For the Chiefs, dead money. Chiefs at $14.324 million. And... Tampa at $3.5 million total. So that's really how teams break down in terms of their key contributors. Evenly, distri- distribution, offense, defense, Kansas City. Tampa Bay, skewed towards the offense. Lots of money in receivers or cap charges in receivers for uh, Kansas City. No money in the secondary for uh, Tampa Bay. Big discrepancy at quarterback. $25 million versus $5.3 million. So, that's going to wrap up this week's edition of Inside the Cap. Um, don't forget you can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel, C O R R Y J O E L, and my regular CBS Sports.com and Agents Take. Uh, check that out as well. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye.